You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Ah, you know, we've got a pretty good show lined up today. You excited? I'm always excited. Could could you just, you know, not do that? Don't tread on me, bro. You knew what you were signing up for when you asked me to help you out. But you have so much more to offer other than color commentary and endless boner jokes. I hate to break down the fourth wall, buddy, but this is just the cold open. It's supposed to be like this. We're giving the audience a cheap laugh to warm them up for what is most likely depressing news about our awful, awful government. I, I mean, I, I can't believe you're just airing our production techniques on air. Look, bro, Tato Chip, this is our eighth episode, and it's pre-recorded. I'm pretty sure the cat is out of the hat. Wait, wait what, was, what was that? The cat's out of the hat. You never heard that before? It's the cat's out of the bag, idiot. I beg to differ. That doesn't even make sense what you just said. Nobody puts a cat in a bag, except for maybe like a serial killer wanting to do experiments on it. The cat's out of the hat because of the Dr. Seuss book, The Cat in the Hat. That's, that's literally where the saying came from. Wow. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. Phil and I will be your guides as we peer into the ridiculous reality of our society and our government. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Make Liberty Great Again, Phil and Cam's bogus journey. I'm your host, Cam Harless, and joining me today is my co-host, Philip Alphonse Padilla. I know you know that's not my middle name. Philip Aloysius Padilla? Are you trying to dox me or something? The, listen, we already talked about this. The cold opens over, man. Philip Annabelle Padilla. See, now you're just being hurtful. That's just, that's too far. Well, thank you for the perfect segue into our first topic. I don't like being used. Well, do you know those cute little cartoons that have been going around lately of the little aliens doing normal human things and saying it in strange alien ways? Um, it's called uh, Strange Planet. Chicks dig it a lot. Yes. I know it, but I'm going to feign ignorance so that you can tell the story. What is that? What happened? Well, the creator of these comics is a dude named Nathan W. Pyle. He's actually been pretty prolific lately. Um, my wife sends me some of his comics like almost every day now. Um, but last Monday, Nylon posted an article titled, The guy who makes those cute alien comics has really bad opinions on abortion. That's a really long headline, but, I mean, what did he say? I mean, that seems like kind of a really bad way to spin it. Well, in January of 2017, um, he was dating a girl named Sue Jin. She mentioned the March for Life, um, which, if you don't know what that is, um, it's a march for people who are pro-life, and that happens across the country every year. I mean, I've gone a few times in the past. My mom was heavily involved in the pro-life scene, so I've been in that world basically my whole life. But I'll actually read you her tweet. Quote, Today, rather than any other emotion of anger or sadness or frustration at injustice, I choose to feel insurmountable gratefulness for the gift of my life. Thank you, Lord, for my every tear and every laugh and every breath of this short life. Thank you, Father, for the stories of others from last year's March for Life who were also discarded or abandoned, yet were given a chance to live. Thank you for the courageous mothers. Thank you that the loneliness, helplessness, and loss, the brokenness of this world, leads us to so hope and long for your beauty and your rescue 
and your redemption. So, like, I don't get it. Like, that doesn't sound so bad, and he didn't even say it. That's, like, a his girlfriend's quote. I'm getting there. Um, so Nathan shared a screenshot of her post on Twitter and added, When I think of the March for Life, I first think of the life story of my girlfriend, Sue Jin. I am thankful she was given the gift of life. And that's it? That's it. A girl on Twitter who goes by Anarcho Pup Girl retweeted him and said, Oh, yikes. The cute alien comics dude is anti-abortion. Why do, like, millennial thoughts always say yikes, like, so much? What is so appealing about yikes? I've been wondering that, too. The, uh, the Nylon article starts by saying, We should be more careful with what we're sharing. Tells that brief story, and then ends with, Though you may not have followed Pyle's account, you've no doubt seen his drawings reposted by others on social media, and maybe even shared some yourself. Finding out Pyle's problematic views serves as a needed warning to make sure the content that you're sharing was created by someone who views you as deserving of autonomy over your own body. Man, they really can't stand someone who appreciates that his girlfriend wasn't murdered, you know, in utero. (laughs) (laughs) Not on this planet. It's a strange planet. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, So I saw this article shortly after it was posted. Uh, Since I knew the guy's work, I found him on Facebook and Twitter, and I tried to reach out to him. Um, I wanted to let him know that I disagreed with the article, that I stood with him, and that I would love to have him on our show to talk about it. Unfortunately, um, he didn't respond. That's a bummer. You know, I wish wish he had. I'm pretty sure he could use our sage advice and wisdom. You mean like, uh, don't apologize to the screeching harpies? That'd be the one, buddy. How about uh, you can have an incredible amount of people back you and your Patreon would just go off if you just, you know, stand your ground? Instead, he tweeted, quote, My wife Taylor and I have private beliefs as they pertain to our Christian faith. We also believe separation of church and state is crucial to our nation flourishing. Our votes go toward the Democratic Party. Additionally, we are troubled by what the Republican Party has become and do not want to be associated with it. Whoa. Like, could you cuck out any harder than that? I don't I don't think so. Um, honestly, it's stupid that I do this. Um, but I got like a little tiny bit excited that, you know, someone that was kind of up and coming and uh, making his way across the Internet um, was willing to say that abortion might not be a good thing. I mean, even on his on his all of his profiles, he says he follows Jesus. Like, on every account. I mean, you'd think someone who does that and... You'd think he'd have a bigger set than that. Yeah, you'd think, but he gets paid by BuzzFeed, so... What are we really expecting at the end of the day? Just exactly what we got. A complete bomb. Ha! Speaking of bomb, thank you for the nice transition, my friend. How do you feel about bombing the American public? Meh. I feel like I need probably... Pretty good reason. Come on, have a heart. Not Ryan, I'm a, I'm against it. Well, guess what? Not everyone feels that way. Back in November, if you haven't heard, a representative from California tweeted about using nukes, nukes, against civilians. That's nice. I'll read it for you. Joe Biggs, who's some blue check uh, mark on Twitter that I don't recognize, uh, tweeted at Representative Swalwell about his policies on gun control and disarming citizens. So basically, Rep. Swalwell wants a war, because that's what you would get. You're out of your f***ing mind 
If you think I'll give up my rights and give the government all the power. Well, Representative Swalwell replied, and replied with vigor. And it would be a short war, my friend. The government has nukes. Too many of them. But they're legit. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they're legit nukes and not, you know, <laughs> knockoffs. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure if we talked, we could find some common ground to protect our families and communities. I mean, I mean that was last year. So why are we talking about this? Well, my bearded friend, I'll tell you. Eric McTactical Nuke Swalwell announced on Colbert's show, barf, that he's running for president. And guess what? His campaign motto is, let's go big, be bold, and do good. Well, isn't that special? And surprisingly enough, it seems a big part of his platform is gun control. What? No. Maybe this is what the collapsitarians have been predicting this whole time. Americans won't turn in their guns, and he'll nuke us all. I just want to share that someone on Twitter called him Duke Nukem, and I love the internet. I love you. I know. That new Star Wars movie looks awful. Shut the <laughs> up. We're talking about genocide as a way to stop mass shootings. I had, I had to say it. I know. I know you did. Oh, by the way, hey, your favorite bobblehead is in the news again. Bernie? No way. Did he solve the broken glass fallacy? What? You know, he he took that header into some glass. You get it? You get what I'm you get what I'm trying to say here? It's funny. You mean the joke we made last time we talked about him? Moving right the fuck on. Uh, uh he re- he released his uh, Medicare for All plan. Well, that sounds like a big plate of yuccaroni and cheese. I hate you. Um, but yeah, uh, he's he's pushing for single payer out of the gate. How many people do you think are dumb enough to actually, you know, fall for that? You know what? I actually crunched the numbers on this. Um, at least half of them. But if you don't call it socialism, you can also get a few conservatives too. It'll only cost $32 trillion. Ugh. We need a new plague. We need to finally move to the secret compound that we've been building. We are the Branch Canvidians. Calm down, Crayola's Bane. I get excited. As we've discussed, but I'm working on it. I mean, seriously, don't make me kick you out of the compound before it's built. You can't kick me out. I have a degree in ass-kicking from MCRD San Diego. That's the worst thing you've ever said. I mean, at least lie and say Paris Island. It sounds way cooler. Anywho, do you remember that CNN towel? I don't remember that CNN towel. Do you remember the CNN town hall? Um... Bernie had where this guy said he'd gladly pay higher taxes for free health care. Yeah? Why? No particular reason. Well, that's not true. I just wanted to point out how stupid some of these burnouts are. And uh, I'm stealing that term from you, by the way. I just wanted to let you know. It's a good term. It's not the best, but I'm just trying to use it so you feel better. You're fired. That's what Trump said this week. Heyo. China. China. You're fired. Bigly. Wrong. If you're done having your stroke, the point that we're trying to make is that the Trump administration has had some more turnover this week. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that seems to be a running theme of the Trump administration. Yeah, you know, it sure does, but they're not just small positions. Um, You know, we just had the Homeland Security Secretary, Kirsten um, Nielsen. She just went ahead and granted Trump's request and resigned. The spelling of her name is an absolute abortion. It... It is. It is. And uh, 
I don't know if it's Kirsten or Kirstjen. I refuse to say Kirstjen on principle, so I'm just going to say Kirsten. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, she went out and had, and uh, Trump was like, yeah, I think you should resign, and she did. But um, to me, the timing seems kind of odd, uh, considering that it just perfectly coincides with the surge of migrants that just showed up at the border. Or, you know, maybe Trump was just fed up. I mean, after all, he's criticized her a lot in the past for not being tough enough on border security, so maybe that's just what it, the, the, you know, what it came down to. I mean, at least she got a, uh, a tweet thanking her for her service. True. She'll be succeeded by the current U.S. Customs and Border Protection Commissioner, Kevin McAleenan. Boy, am I glad to know his name. But wait, there's more. Trumposaurus Rex has also reportedly fired the director of the Secret Service, Randolph Allies. I'm just going to, that's probably how you say it, so I'm just going to, I'm going to go with that. Allies, Alice. Uh, just, Just as a reminder. Our official stance is that government turds, um, knowing how to pronounce their names, uh, isn't important. <laughs> it, it's not. Um, but can I just say, um, speaking of dumb names, the dumbest name for a high, a very highly visible department is the Secret Service. Am I missing the secret here? Don't worry about it, man. It's it's a secret. Don't worry. St- stupid. Um, let me ask you something. Do you think that the uh, firing of the director of the Secret Service could be Trump, you know, cleaning house after the conclusion of the Mueller investigation? Do you think that he might have waited to get rid of a leaker until after he was exonerated? To quote Joe Rogan, it's entirely possible. I don't think I've heard about leaks coming from the Secret Service, but honestly, man, who knows these days? I don't know. The timing just seems funny, Uh, but that is absolutely purely speculation. Well, the left got to speculate for two years, so I feel like we can play around with it for a minute or two. Well, in that case, I think Randy is a damn dirty rat. And I hear that the biggest rats actually come from Ecuador. I mean, only if they're paid off by the IMF. Oh? Do tell, my cherished friend. Well, recently, Ecuador and the IMF reached an agreement on some policies that ended up landing them a $4.2 billion deal with the United States. Well, I mean, the, the IMF is headquartered in D.C., so I'm just going to call it a deal with the with the U.S. Um, this deal will supposedly support the Ecuadorian government's economic policies over the next few years. But I bet that it has nothing, like, at all to do with Assange's recent arrest. I'll summarize something I recently read um, on antiwar.com. Uh, WikiLeaks has reported for a while that the IMF bailout for Ecuador had some American strings attached. One string, in particular, was revoking asylum for Assange. Well, son of a... You know, it looks like they got their wish. Ecuador's leadership has said that, you know, his asylum wouldn't last forever, and I I guess, obviously, now they weren't joking. They just, they let the British police ride in there and into the embassy and just drag him away. With the U.S. seeking to extradite him, uh, I wonder how long it'll be until authorities in the U.K. comply. Um, Senator Joe Manchin from uh, Almost Heaven. West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains. No, no, no. Sorry. I, I, we don't have the money to pay royalties. Um, okay. Uh, Manchin was on CNN as the story was breaking. He told John Berman of CNN's New Day, I understand they intervened on our behalf, so we're going to extradite him. 
it would be really good to get him back on the United States soil. So now he's our property, and we can get the facts and the truth from him. Well, how about that? We own an Australian citizen. How screwed up is that? I know he might face a court hearing due to a British warrant he failed to show up for, and going into the Ecuadorian embassy instead of going back to court in 2012, but who knows if he makes it to the U.S. The Swedish authorities have long since dropped their warrant to question him over sexual assault accusations back in Sweden, which I could be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure it was for allegedly raw-dogging some rando. Well, it's no secret the U.S. has been wanting a piece of them, uh, you know, to try under the Espionage Act for years, which is why this is just, it's so dangerous. Outwardly prosecuting a member of the media who exposed government corruption, murder, killing of members of the press, etc., I wonder where all the, you know, these anti-Trump media outlets, you know, are right now who've been calling them a danger to the press for the past two plus years. You know, they seem pretty quiet. That's what's so crazy. Uh, they released documents and information that was given to them, like every other journalist. Um, WikiLeaks has never been charged or at least accused of stealing classified information. And WikiLeaks has also reported that Assange was under constant surveillance in the embassy. Apparently, you know, he got in trouble while he was there for covering up the cameras in his bedroom, which, I mean, who wouldn't? Gross. And not being nice to the guards, you know, boo-hoo. I think we all know about his internet and any outbound communications being cut off, but it's disturbing, you know, to me how deteriorated he looked in, in those pictures of, you know, his capture, because let's call it what it is, they captured him. Um, I think it's pretty clear that seven years is basically a political prisoner has taken, you know, a pretty big toll on this guy. Right, and, and now he's apparently a Russian agent. Everybody is, you know, according to the corporate press, whatever. This, of course, is referring to the DNC and Podesta emails, which Assange has vehemently repeated were not obtained from Russia or any state party. You know, an article from the American Conservative actually laid out some pretty good questions. I'll, I'll list them out for you. Um, the first question, I, which I thought, you know, again, was pretty good. Can the U.S. charge an Australian citizen under the Espionage Act? Do they even have that authority? S sounds dubious. Secondly... Is publishing leaked documents espionage? No. And should the media be protected under the First Amendment? Yes. So, like I said, I think these are very fair and important questions because if we answer no, how can we say we have a truly free press? I hate all of those questions. Can we even say that we have a free press now? I hate I hate that we have to ask those questions, to be honest with you. But, you know, honest to answer your question, I don't know. You know, but this certainly isn't a step in the in you know the right direction or even in a good direction. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, do you want to hear what Ben Shapiro said about the Assange arrest? Not at all. Uh, you know, I don't like it when my ears bleed either. I, uh, I know exactly what video you're referring to, and I lasted about one minute. Well, you know, Julian Assange is a hero. To quote him, if wars can be started by lies, then peace can be started by truth. Free Julian. You said it, buddy. Free Julian. It's time for another round of This Week and Who Gives a Shit. That's not what we call it. It is now. Okay, Um, how many celebrities showing up at a Trump event would you think would be newsworthy? One. Literally one celebrity. But wait, 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 wait. Don't answer too quickly. Uh, okay. What if I told you that this event was in Beverly Hills? I'm still sticking with one. If one Holly weirdo or celebrity made it, I, I think that's pretty newsworthy. Well, get this. 
None showed up. And the Daily Boost wrote an article about it. Why? The, the bigger story would be if any Los Angeles-based actor sh- actually showed up to a Trump event. I, I just think it's the dumbest flex that I've ever read. It's also a hilarious read for many reasons. But one of them is they there was a valet driving by in a golf cart. They noted this in the article, and they asked him how many celebrities showed up, and he yelled, Oh, no celebrities. That seems dumb. Well, I hear the house that was in was beautiful. Well, moving on to, you know, more herp de der out of our favorite state, New York. What's going on there now? Well, they're investing 250000 into the Adirondack North Country Association Diversity Initiative. You heard me. Tax dollars are being spent to ensure a park is more inclusive. I have no idea what this means, and I can't find a concrete answer or like a, a really a mission statement at all. I was perusing the Adirondack uh, Council.org website, and the only definitive thing I could see is a breakdown of a long-term vision, which they say is based on three quote-unquote cornerstones, and those are building experience, developing allies, and increasing competence. What the hell does that have to do with a mountain range or public parks? I don't know. I have no freaking idea. Can we stop talking about this now? You know, this will stop being an issue, Cameron, when we get some, when we finally get some oppressed minorities to go camping, okay? That's the real issue here. Oppressed minorities? Did you mean to say black people? Shut up, man. I'm trying to be sensitive to the plight of the downfallen. Oh, 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 hey, speaking of the downfallen, we actually have a chance to be helpful this week. Ooh, I always like to be helpful. What do you mean? Like, what, what do we get to do? Well, a young lady asked Slate a very important question that I think we should ponder. Uh, The Uh, question is, um, I'm an attractive woman who wants no strings attached sex. Where do I find non-creeps for that? Okay. I want you to know the most important aspect of this article. The question was asked of a porn star, Stoya. Don't ask me how I know that. No, I want to know how you know that. Do you have any advice for this adventurous young woman who wants to get plowed by a nice guy who isn't a total creep? As a matter of fact, I think I do. Go on. My advice is simply just pull your head out of your ass. You know, good luck finding a non-weirdo who won't magically get attached with a pretty young woman who wants to have sex regularly. You know, we men like to refer to that as the Holy Grail. And if we actually find that, we're probably going to get pretty attached because it's so rare and so awesome. That's just that's just kind of what happens. But hey, you know, if you do, just a, a heads up. He's probably planning on murdering you and wearing your face like Dwight did with that CPR dummy's face from that scene in The Office. So any nice guy in his 30s, which I believe is her age as well, you know, he's looking to settle down, bring you home to his mom or his two dads. You know, possibly start a family or adopt some kid from Africa or Asia. You know, things like that. You know, any man worth his salt outgrows slinging yogurt to any rando. You know, he he outgrows that phase by his mid-twenties, you know, at the latest, hopefully. Hey, you know, hey, that was, that's a good note for the young lady. Yeah, and our last, uh, our last bit is our first piece of hard-hitting news in this section. Go ahead. Well, someone's leaving bowls of mashed potatoes on their cars and around their houses, and they don't know where they're coming from. What? This is news. This is real right. journalism. These are the hard-hitting <laughs> stories that we need right. right now. 
I'm pretty sure this is white supremacy. I mean, you know that potatoes are white. Glasses of milk, the OK sign, frogs, and clowns. So mashed potatoes just obviously is the logical next step. This is the news that truly matters. And you can count on us to report it. All right, folks. Thank you for having a bit of fun with us and joining us on this adventure into the madness that is our world. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at This Is MLGA. If you'd like to send us an email, you can reach us at thisismlga at gmail.com. Hit us up, subscribe, and make sure to rate us on iTunes. It helps us grow and guarantees new episodes. You know who's awesome? Hulk Hogan. Maybe in the 90s, uh, but I'm talking about Ryan Burgett. After our interview, he got to thinking and decided to start putting out a daily podcast called Techno Agorist. His first, actually his first two episodes are already up and running at the time of this recording. Luckily, he's going to talk about a lot of ways that we can live free in this unfree world. I'm excited to hear it. I'm always willing to live better than I am right now, and Ryan is perfectly suited to take on that challenge. This will be our second original show on the MLGA Network. You'll be able to find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere else you download your podcasts. You can also check it out on MLGANetwork.com as well as technoagorist.com. And, you know, maybe we'll have him on the show again sometime. But, yeah, don't forget to check out the MLGA Network. We are a small and scrappy group of libertarians that share all of the best liberty podcasts on MLGANetwork.com. Make sure to check that out. We'll have even more original shows coming your way very soon. And as always, we're happy to be here, and we're happy you're with us. Stay sane, everybody. the first episode of Techno Agorist with Ryan Burgett. Have this little sneak peek and definitely check out every subsequent episode. They're definitely going to be worth it. Hello, my name is Ryan and I am an agorist. stopped and asked, what am I doing with my life? What am I spending my time on? Is it really benefiting me? Is it really benefiting my family? Or is it benefiting somebody else? You know, for years I called myself a libertarian. I called myself a voluntarist. I called myself an anarcho-capitalist. I spent all this time reading books, supporting candidates, helping with their campaigns. I tried to educate people I knew, friends and family, plus random people online. But let me tell you, that didn't do squat. Looking back now, it looks to me like an almost complete waste of my time and energy. You want to know something? The best use of my time and energy is not in worrying about what other people think, what they need, or what the government wants or doesn't want from me. The best use of my time is on me, on my family, what we need, what's best for us. These days, I call myself an agorist because I simply don't care about what the government has to say, and I don't care about these stupid political processes which make the worst among us rich and powerful. What I care about is taking care of my family regardless of what anybody or any state has to say about it. 
The reality is that if people cared more about themselves and stopped caring about what the state had to say, the world would be a lot better place. You know, you can be an agorist as well. The difference between agorism and anarcho-capitalism is that agorism actually provides a way forward, and that is called counter-economics. Counter-economics is finding the things that you need in life outside of the state and outside of the state systems. The idea is to find alternative and independent markets and sources for all of the essential things that we need in life, so that if the government ceased to exist tomorrow, we wouldn't have to care and could instead just continue on with our lives. Counter-economics isn't about black markets. It isn't about doing illegal activity. It's about doing what is right for you and your family, regardless of what the state has to say about it. So if you collect rainwater, guess what? You're practicing counter-economics. You're an agorist. If you share files and code online without caring about what the government says about it, you're practicing counter-economics. If you plant a garden in your front yard, you're practicing counter-economics. If you do your best to keep your money away from the government, you're an agorist practicing counter-economics. Truth is that everyone is an agorist in their own way, but when you commit to that radical lifestyle, it's amazing what can happen. So, what you can expect from this show are short, regularly released episodes looking at topics from the news and from life experiences, all from the agorist perspective, always asking, how can I better separate my life from the government? How can I stop worrying about what other people think, what other groups think, what the state thinks, and instead thinking about what's best for me and my family? This is Techno Agorist, Episode 1.